Good evening, Richmond Hill. Please pray with me. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh God, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I had thought that I would preach this evening about quiet. I had thought I'd preach this evening about contemplation. I had thought I'd preach this evening about rest, about letting things go that need to be let go, about a Lenten practice of introspection to help us prepare both for the cross and for the resurrection. Our lectionary texts of Psalm 51 and John 12, they set us up so perfectly for Lent, this season where we contemplate both sin and death. And I imagine these two texts alongside one another. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Some of my favorite lines in the whole Psalter. Nestled right up against, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Together, these words create a perfect Lenten message. And I thought I'd preach about those winters of the soul where we allow the parts of ourselves that need to die to die, to make room for other parts of ourselves to grow and thrive anew. I had imagined exploring the need for these quiet seasons to take a look at who we are and who we are not yet and who we need to let go of and who we want to grow into becoming. About Lent is a time for realignment and restitution and reconnecting with God. In my head, it was to be a quiet sermon, a soft sermon. And then came one week ago in Atlanta, where a 21-year-old white man killed eight people, six of them Asian women, whom the killer evidently described not as human beings, but as sexual temptations that needed to be eliminated. And then came the rage, surging through my body in waves. There is something that happens every time there's a national tragedy. There's this theater or performance of grief and anger that can sometimes feel totally numbing. And indeed, the tragedies of our world in 2021 and all the sin and pain and unhealed, still living history that create our world, it can cause us to want to be numb. I get it. I have spent much of this past year fighting numbness, and I pray tonight that God lifts out any hint of theater or performance from my words. Because tonight, this evening, I come to you not numb, but raw and angry and sad. These shootings somehow one week later are still haunting me. Our Lenten themes of sin and death take on a new meaning in the context of a killing so wrapped up in the intertwining sins of misogyny and racism and a toxic Christian theology that teaches that sexuality itself is a sin. Our sacred texts side by side now read so differently. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Next to, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. These words somehow turn sour, haunting, when we hear reports of a person so consumed by what he imagines to be his own sin, by what he is taught to be his own sin, 
that he inflicts death upon other people, killing other people to escape himself. Sin and death are Lenten themes no longer quiet, but sharp, jagged, violent. And let me be clear, this is not only an individual story. We may never know precisely what is behind these horrific killings, but the forces that surround it, we know those, and they're societal, political, theological. These killings happen in a context of racialized sexism and sexualized racism against Asian women in particular. They happen in a context of fear and scapegoating of a whole continent, of rising hate crimes and the politicized, racialized language of a China virus. They happen in a context of a Christian theology that sees women as temptresses away from an imagined purity of faith, as if we women exist only as a prop in a man's theological story, as if our bodies, our sexualities in all of their glorious diversity, as if they're not holy, which they are, but as if they're the embodiment of sin itself. These, social, so, these societal, political, theological forces, these forces are sins that kill people. Sin and death, there they are again, our Lenten themes. So much for quiet. And yet, here we are in the quiet, and here I am in the quiet of Richmond Hill. And God is here with us, in Christ, in you, in us. And here's the paradox. Jesus teaches us that when we try to dominate or control our way out of sin, when we try to subdue it with more violence because we don't want to face it within ourselves, we only inflict more pain and more death and more sin. But if we surrender with a willing heart, knowing that we are loved fully beyond measure, that God is in us and that God's love through Christ is more powerful than our sins, both individual and collective, then transformation and healing and wholeness is possible. And is this not the Lenten story? That sin and death are not the final word. That with God all things are possible, that all hearts can be made clean, that from death comes new life, that when a seed dies it bears much fruit. That when we surrender to the love of God in Christ, a love that we cannot even fully contemplate, we are made anew. That while our Lenten journey does lead us to the cross, it ends in the resurrection. And this, this is hard. Surrender is hard. Knowing that God is in us and loves us, this is hard. I struggled so much with this that I even needed to get a tattoo here on my forearm that says, here I am, to remind me that God is here in my body, alongside all of my rage and numbness and self-loathings, just as God is there in you, in your body, alongside whatever hurt or pain that you are carrying this evening. And I find that it is here in the quiet 
when I'm alone with my thoughts and with God, that I look down and remember, here I am. God is here in Christ, in me, in you, continuously renewing, continuously transforming, continuously giving new life. And so we come full circle to quiet. Lent is indeed a time to examine ourselves, to prepare both for the cross and for the resurrection. By coming to God fully in the quiet, we can take a good look at ourselves and surrender, as Jesus taught us to do. So I will end this sermon with what I hoped for all along. Quiet, contemplation, rest. In a moment, I'll lead us into a time of silence, and you'll know it's done when I say amen. And I ask you to bring your full self, your true self. I ask you to bring your rage, your anger, your numbness, your apathy, your shame, your racism, your sexism. We are surrounded by it, so it might just be in you as it is in me. Bring your judgment, your fear, your self-loathing, your need to control, your need to dominate. Bring it all. Bring it here to the quiet and look at it. Allow God to meet you right here. Choose what you can let go of, what must die to give you new life. Lay it down and surrender, not to the power of these sins of the world, of which there are so many, but to the soft quiet of a God who loves you, loves you in all of it. So now let us come to a time of quiet here at Richmond Hill. Quiet contemplation and rest in the love of our God, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit. Amen and Amen.